Welcome to Careers and Mental Health Conversations. This is the podcast where we discuss career counselling, career guidance, mental health awareness and mental health training in the workplace. With your hosts, Patrick, Sally, Tina and Amy. Welcome to Careers and Mental Health Conversations. I'm Tina Winchester and today I'm joined by... Justin Gange from Mates in Construction. Um, And let me tell you a little bit about Justin. This is information that I took from Justin's LinkedIn page because it made me smile. Um, So Justin describes himself as a husband of one very patient wife, a father of two IVF daughters, a plumber of 25 years, and 20 of those were spent in the rail sector, and as someone with a mental illness and a lived experience of suicide. And Justin has, for the last five years, shared his story of struggle, hope and well-being with the likes of Mates in Construction, Are You OK?, Suicide Prevention Australia, Virgin Australia and New Zealand, BHP, just to name a few, and there were heaps more on that list. Oh, and how can I forget that Justin was the former Buck, uh, the mascot for the Brisbane Broncos? Welcome, Justin. Gee whiz, that's a mouthful. I sound all right, don't I? I <laughs> well, I could have added so much more, yes. um, which I hope we'll touch on during the course of our conversation. So welcome to our little cottage. Oh, thank you. It's lovely. I love this place. Isn't it great? Do you like the tea? Was oh, that a good cup of Best cup of tea I've had all day, I've oh, got to tell you, right now. <laughs> is that not the first one, is it? It is the first one, <laughs> <laughs> Right, Justin, so... Let's start with mates in construction first. Um, For those people that might be living under a rock that don't know what mates in construction is, um, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, look, mates in construction um, primarily um, is around suicide prevention and mental health in the construction industries. Um, And and I know we've we've branched out into mates in mining, mates in energy as well. Would have had a yarn with James um, not so long ago. Yeah, that's right. We Um, like Fantastic. Fantastic people. Um, so we'll, we'll go onto a construction site. We'll we'll um, we'll train people up on how to look out for their mates when they're doing it tough. How to identify when they could be thinking about suicide, and, yeah. and how to connect them onto the help that's out there, all the services that are already existing. Um, and then, yeah, providing being the support to the industry. That's um, what mates are about. I love it. And it and it's so needed because uh, in the construction industry, we know that suicide rates are significantly higher than than most other industries. And I understand that there's a suicide every second day in the construction yeah, industry. Yeah, that, that's correct. And look, um, that that's the statistic. Every second day we lose we lose a mate in Australia in the construction industry. What, what the statistics don't say is um, we lose about 490 people every single year um, after a suicide attempt that can't go back to full-time time work so it's not just those initial you know the people that we've lost but all of the stuff under the water there that you don't um, hear about a lot of the time absolutely so how long have you been with mates in construction is it five years now no mates i've been with um for uh just over two years now yeah Uh, so i started speaking um for them you know just as a something that i do just to share my story um start a conversation i started that five years ago with them but um employed with them for the last couple yeah has uh, the number of field offices and connectors grown um, over the last few years? Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Look, the need is so high um, that the industry is saying, come on, we need to do more, we need to do more. And, you know, as I said, with the introduction of mates and energy and mates and mining, yeah. and, and, and I believe mates in New Zealand is coming on board right. soon too. Um, it's just growing and growing and growing because what we're seeing is it, is, is it works. Um, yeah. That where, where every other indicator in, in Australia and the world is going up, as yeah. far as suicides in the construction industry in Queensland, 
Queensland where the research has been done, we've seen a reduction by 8%. Oh, is that right? Um, which is the only only um, industry in the world that can show a reduction in suicides. And so it's a simple program. It's about yeah. mates helping mates. It's nothing I'm doing. It's the construction industry getting around and noticing when their mates are doing it tough. Yeah, massive cultural change. Um, so you've been in the construction industry for a long time. My husband's in the construction industry at, you know, how long has he done now? Probably about 30 years. And I know, because we've been together for 30 years, me and my husband, I know that it's significantly different when he was a, an apprentice bricklayer yep. in the UK to, to how it is now, um, particularly around understanding that sometimes we struggle. What kind of differences can you kind of reflect on in terms of when you first branched out into the industry and where we're at now? Yeah, look, um, I, I, I came from New Zealand. I'm one of those, um, you know, uh, um, people that came over and um, I tried every trade under the sun. And it was really tough uh, yeah. initially because you, you almost had to grow that second or third layer of skin yeah. just to, uh, to, you know, to be accepted into the industry. It's mm. a tough, tough industry. And um, a lot of, you know, we, we all hear the statements, harden up and, you know, come on, princess, all of those mm. things which can, which can really, you know, really damage you. Mm. I know sticks and stones, but. That sort of stuff still sticks. Yeah. And and um, well, the difference I'm seeing from from that is to, to where we are today is I'm actually seeing people reaching out and 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 checking in on their mates. So all, all of a sudden we've got a culture shift towards mates looking out for their mates and seeing when they're struggling and actually having conversations rather than those you know just harden up conversations, yeah. having real transparent conversations, saying you know I can see you you know doing some things that are not like you. What's yeah. going on? Let's talk about this stuff. That's brilliant. I love that. Um, do you think apprentices have a better time than than they did? You know, oh, I'd like to say yes, but I, I, I don't think yeah. that's the case. Uh, the research that we've we've done through mates has has shown that um, apprentices actually attempt to take their lives ten times more than they lose their life to a, an accident is on that a job right? site, Far out. Um, which is you know still higher than you know, your men under the age of forty four. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. It, Apprentices are still doing it tough, and it's an, an area that we need to do better at for sure. Well, we know that the the age range, you know, that um, early adulthood up to about 25, 75% of people will have experienced their first episode of mental illness, and that's the demographic you're looking at with apprentices, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it, there's so many statistics around young people that, um, and I, I really hate saying statistics because at the end of the day, it's it's they're all individual people, stories. Numbers. They're yeah, people, you know. I'm a person, yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, it, it's something we're still not good at. And we yeah. need to get better at for sure. You do such great work with mates, though. That you know, it, the brilliant outcomes in terms of reduction. So fantastic. So, why did you get involved? With mates, so you've got you have a lived experience of mental illness and suicide, and was that you know how did you get to a point where you thought I want to use my experience to help others? Was it was there a turning point for you? Yeah, look, I I, um, I, I was diagnosed with bipolar in um, twenty twelve, and the following year I had a um, a suicide attempt, and um, uh, when I came to, I got lots of lots of mates. You know, twenty five. You know, twenty years in the railways, you, you, you do get some mates yeah. along the way, and um, and and. Um, 
I had so many people visiting me in hospital and all that sort of stuff and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be transparent. Like in all things in life we justify why we do stuff, why yeah. we bought that TV, why we bought that car, all those sort of, you know, things. So I, I began to justify why I chose to do what I did and the more transparent and open I was, it actually gave my mates permission to tell me their stories. Right. And, um, and and the more of the, my mates that came and shared and, and I shared, I realised that we were all going through some stuff we weren't talking about stuff stuff that matters we weren't having conversations that mattered and so I, I sort of made it my mission that was my wake-up call I guess had a second chance and by talking about this stuff I was actually giving permission to other people to talk about it and so that's when I began sharing my story um, with the hope that it starts conversations um, so that's that's for me. That was probably the turning point. As as tough as, as it yeah. was, sometimes you need to hit rock bottom before you can find out what your you <laughs> your purpose is in your life. And um, and I, I believe this is mine. Yeah. What was the best kind of care and support that you had at that time? Was it from clinical services? Was it from family and friends? Was it a combination of the two? Yeah, great question. Um, I, I've I've had struggles all all through my life from, from a young teenager and everything like that. And um, what I found is I, I after this event, I, I, I actually had some scaffolding put around mm. me. So I called on my mates, I called on my wife, I called on my family, and um, and 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 I would I, I would put in little caveats. You know, if you see me, I love Facebook and stuff like that. You know, yeah. if you see me not on Facebook, there's an indication I'm not travelling so well. Yeah. So that's your time to step up and and maybe send me a text, take me out for karaoke, something like that. Yeah. Um, so all of a sudden, I began to. Um, be accountable to myself and accountable to my friends and family and that accountability and transparency created like a scaffolding around yeah. me so that when I began to wobble I didn't fall all the way over. That's fantastic because there's so many people that you know especially if, if we relapse with our mental health and, and we see it as we've just going backwards but actually and I say this a lot on this podcast just reinforcing it, it gives people the opportunity to build up a library of knowledge about what my warning signs might be and what I'm going to need. And that opportunity for you to say to your family and friends, if you notice this, then I'd like you to, to, to reach out or do this, this and this, is, um, is taking back control. 100%, yeah. 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 And, and, you know, medication and counselling, they're, they're all part of that scaffolding yeah. as well. And yeah. I, I, I have a lot of conversations with um, people on the on the job site saying, I tried that once, yeah, it's no good. But I use the analogy, if I have a bad pizza, I don't stop eating pizza. No, I don't go find to a, a decent one. pizza shop. And, and, yeah. and that's the same with medication, with yeah. counselling, with things like that. And so um, th- that's my um, my encouragement to all of them, you know. Yeah. You might not have found the right person for you that and glove sort of person that meets your needs as a counsellor or that medication that meets your needs yeah. um, where you might need it at that point in time. So, Definitely. Yeah. So you, when you reflect back, there were times in your adolescence were there when, when you were struggling. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, look, as a young fella, I, I used to sing in pubs and clubs and all that sort of stuff, used to get involved in that um, sort of lifestyle. Um, but I, I found myself going into um, really um, – uh, cyclic um, downward spirals. Yeah. So, you know, it'd be, you know, perform, party, um, crash, perform, party, crash, you know, all yeah. that sort of stuff, you know, by the time I was 15 and 16. Right. And so that saw me, that sort of lifestyle saw me in and out of hospital after suicide attempts yeah. and um, breakdowns and rehab and, um, and, and, and I was treated 
uh, I wasn't diagnosed, so I was yeah. I was treated for manic depression. So yeah. back in the eighties, yeah. that's what they called that's bipolar, right, yeah. and so um, a lot of that treatment, um, and I had seizures and stuff that went along with that. Mm. Um, so I was treated for all of that, but never diagnosed. And um, and so that was that was a real battle for me Must and for my been. parents. Did your family know anything about mental illness at that time? You know, often no. we don't. You know, people don't. Look, my my grandmother had schizophrenia, right? And so my dad had a fair he had a fair bit to yeah. do with her care and and stuff like that. So yeah. he he had a reasonable understanding. Um, but I was still pretty young. Like I was, you know, I, I, when I was in my um, having euphoric moments, I was yeah. on TV. I was oh, but I, you were I, having you know, a while of a time. I was kick, kick, yeah, kicking goals left. <laughs> Right yeah, sooner, yeah. Know. If only, if only it was possible to bottle that first bit, yes, yeah. and then you know everybody's safe. But yeah, 100%. so you were doing some, you know, some exciting things, and 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 you know, energy levels escalating, creativity escalating, and then crash. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because needing that that continual reinforcement and stuff yeah. like that that we do that all humans, you know, we we, we want to be accepted and loved. Of course. And, you know, and so so those those were the cycles that I went through as a young person, and um, and um, and then I had um, I, I got my um, uh, got to the end of there. I had a, I was in a, a, a psychiatric institution for three months, and yeah. um, I got a letter from my cousin, sort of um, you know, talking about his faith and everything like that. And I thought oh, I've tried everything, so I'll, yeah. I'll give that a crack. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Okay, and, and it did. It it made a ab- absolute change in my life, and um, and I came to Australia on the back of that. And what faith? Um, so Christian. So right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I um, how because I hear I've heard a lot of people get get an awful lot of comfort from from religion um, when they're unwell. Can you define? Oh, it's probably a really difficult question, but but where, can you tell me what it was about embracing religion that that, that brought you that comfort and, and and an opportunity to recover? Or, or progress along your recovery journey for that time. What, what is it that helped? Yeah, look, it's um, it was something that um, it just it just fitted. Like it, it was, um, I I actually gained a, a, a peace. Um, it's it's hard to explain from it. Prayer <laughs> or from um, through prayer, through meditation, yeah. um, and, and um, sort of learning a lot about um, where where my faith stood, and not not so much um, more of a relationship with a greater being. Yeah. And, and uh, in in my earlier years, I'd, I'd created religions and stuff like that um, on the base of Nostradamus and stuff like that. Yeah. So I certainly wasn't closed to the spiritual realm. Yeah. It was yeah. something that, um, but for me, it was something that brought peace and contentment yeah. um, that I hadn't experienced before and um, through prayer and through, um, I, as I, said, I love my music and so the yeah. worship side of right. uh, of that really, um, yeah, it, it took me to a place of, of comfort that I hadn't experienced before. So Because it's unconditional. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't how have to interesting. Prove myself, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, God, you're an interesting man. I knew yeah. you would be from the beard and hair. <laughs> I kind of knew you'd be a character. <laughs> this is so interesting. So... You were in hospital for for three months. Your cousin encouraged you to 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 have a look at the at faith and yep. see if that could support you, and it did. And you moved to Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. And did you move on a whim, or or was it? No, a he he, thing? he was in a band called the Newsboys. They were touring the world, like they were the biggest Australian um, Christian rock band. And um, he he came back to Brisbane and said, "Mate, we need a singer." 
And he said, do you want to come over and audition? I did, and I was, I was not very good. Uh, <laughs> so I was stuck here. Uh, no, right. I, and so, yeah, I, 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 I got stuck in Australia. And um, How old were you then? I was 18 when I moved over. Right. So yes, I had my yeah. 18th birthday over. So Yeah. Yeah. It, um, so I was young. It, yeah. It's amazing. All of that sort of stuff yeah. was, you know, 15, 16, 17. So you talk about that 25 and under. Those, those, those. Such an important stage of life for us. Okay, so it didn't quite work out as you'd hoped. But then I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today because that's when I got into the construction industry. Yeah. So I wanted to be an electrician, but my dad said get a trade first. (laughs) So I became a plumber. (laughs) That's a joke for James. That's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you became a plumber, and how was your health at that time? Um, Look, I. I'd actually gone off my medication and I was doing okay. Yeah. I don't recommend that. No, uh, <laughs> obviously we read it in my mind so I was just yeah. going to say please don't do that without no, looking no, see your doctor. No, no. Uh, but that's that's what I chose to do. At and did time. you choose yeah. to, to to come off your medication because you felt well? Yeah, I, I did. And well, I had, it makes sense, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah. And and um and here the bigger picture in this too. Um, when you're on the medication, sometimes it takes away those little um, little buzzes that you yeah, get that, that, yeah. that we all enjoy. Yeah. And so there's that whole conflict of uh, yeah. do I do I have this? Um, and yeah. Um, yeah. And the side effects can be well, yeah. The, the side effects weren't fantastic, and so and and you know I I love the spark. I love that yeah. um, those things. So um, so what I did was I challenged the doctors when I finally I said there's got to be a better medication for me, yeah. and I found one right that, that maintains my my well being. Yeah, but it also maintains the spark that I enjoy as well. Yeah. So that's that's why I say you know if you have a bad pizza, <laughs> that's it, where that yeah. saying comes from. Yeah. Don't don't be confined to things that you know challenge the system yeah. challenge doctors and it is and it is interesting that you talk about that justin because um often when we're unwell we do feel that we're at the mercy of doctors and and you know and people that we consider to be in authority when in fact um the, the, that's a misconception because we want any mental health service any mental health input for people to be collaborative yeah yeah nothing about me without me that's what yeah, it's about yeah but you did you come off your medication then and maintained good health for a while i i did it was um it was i i went um yeah i was in a, a, a real season of favor so I, I met my wife right. um, uh, through a youth group. We had two beautiful girls through IVF. You know, one looks like me, the other one looks like the gynecologist, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, two beautiful girls, my, my beautiful family. Um, we did some amazing things. Yeah. Um, I, I climbed the ladder in, um, in, in my organisation and um, sort of painted myself into the, into the corner of, uh, you know, being on contract. <laughs> and, um, and, and just good thing after good thing, did professional theatre, did movies, did ads, did right. all these um, sorts of things, mascotting and for the Broncos, yeah. for, you know, all of these, these amazing things. It was just a real incredible season of, um, of um, success. Pro- prospering. Yeah, yes, yeah, success, yeah. absolutely. Um, and then, and that kind of caught up with me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so could you tell at the time that this was enjoying the fullness and richness of life and not teetering on the edge of mania? Yeah, that's a great question. Wow. Um, yeah, and it's that allure of the mania yeah. that, that really attracts. Yeah. And, um, I, yeah, I... I, I'd probably lean towards, yeah, I, I was keen to not let the mania stop. 
Yeah. And that's why I think there's a there's a real um, I'm trying to think of the word as a real way of um, that your body just wants the excitement to continue yeah, to continue, yeah. and so you fill yourself up with things that keep you busy. Yeah, um, whether that's work, whether that's singing, whether that's acting, whether that's doing all of those yeah. things. And so, um, I probably was that you know that adrenaline junkie. It wasn't ice. It wasn't yeah, drugs. Yeah. It wasn't anything like that. For me, it was experience. Yeah, the feeling of euphoria. Um, how was your sleep then? Because we really we've talked about sleep a lot on these podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, sleep was a big, um, big factor. It's a huge factor yeah. in your mental health, uh, health and well-being. Um, and mine wasn't flash because yeah. I was doing so much, yeah. burning the proverbial candle at you know seventeen different ends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, and, and so that started catching up to me. And so when it did come kind of crashing down, was there a, um, a particular life event, or was it? Did you kind of get to burnout? Yeah. Look, I you know twenty twelve. Um, ran for state politics. Okay, that's a challenge in itself, but I, I just thought I was up for it. Did you really? I, 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 um, I ran for the seat of Woodridge. So I'm yeah, for, as an independent? Um, no, for Family First. Oh, and right. so, okay. so I ran for 2012. That. 2012. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got 8% of the vote, so oh. I, I was pretty happy with that. Um, I um, uh, then went on Australia's Got Talent. Yeah we, yeah, we have to talk about yes. We have to talk about this because, <laughs> as a, any avid listener to our podcast know, I I do stalk everybody that comes on, and um, I and and obviously there's heaps of information out there about your stint on Australia's Got Talent. So, what what was it that tempted you to do that? I um, again, it's probably that manic. I've got to do. Some, I've got to do this. Everyone's doing it, yeah. and so. Um, so I, I, yeah, I, I thought, you know what, I, I reckon I've got a, you know, I've got, I've got what it takes to create a few angles here and, and yeah. get on and, um, and, um, and have a go. And I, my girls are growing up and I really wanted them to know that, do you know what, no matter what the outcome, it's go and give, give a life go. a go and, and give it a crack. You might, you know, I, I knew I wasn't going to win. Um, but it's better to do the things that yeah, regret the yeah. things you do than oh, regret the things you don't. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, and I've you know gone for the voice as well before, and right. um, and, and um, you know made top one hundred and eighty and stuff like that. So I mean, um, I, I just want my kids to know that it's okay to give life a go and um, and try and say that you know what's what's succeeding is. Um, is actually giving it a crack. Yeah. And Nelson Mandela says, don't judge me by my successes, judge me by how many times I fall down and get back up again. Absolutely. And so that's my passion for my kids now yeah. is my legacy is that, you know, they can see Dad giving everything a red-hot crack. Yeah, and you did give it a red-hot crack, didn't you? Yeah. And so was it? I, I know that, that where we're leading to with this is when things came crashing down, but was there part of that that was just – amazing for you and you know being in front of the crowd and and people seeing you, what you do well and what you're passionate about was I, that a, yeah. I mean that that must be addictive yeah yeah I get goosebumps just do you insane. really yeah brilliant I, I love I love performing you know we've yeah. got our strengths we've got our weaknesses um, and that was one thing I, that, that I enjoy doing not the greatest voice but I love entertaining I love trying to put smiles on yeah. people's faces and um and and for me what pumped pumped me up through that whole process um, was the fact that they're continually, you know, um, 
uh, building you up, yeah. pumping you up. Okay. Oh, that's great. That's brilliant. So the whole process, it was, it was um, from, from the cattle call, yeah. which was October to June being when the, um, when the semifinals were. So almost eight months of continual pumping up right. that adrenaline. Yeah. So can you imagine the manic, um, yeah. those, that manic, um, process that you're going through well i'm amazing yeah. i'm amazing all these people are telling me i'm amazing I, yeah. it's validation yeah absolutely and you, you begin to believe it yeah. so, and i think my my initial um motivation for going in to say come on kids we can do this changed shifted to right. hang on i've got a shot at this right. so all of a sudden it became less about the process and more about me yeah and um and that's that's probably the beginning of yeah. of, of struggle street for me so. because the expectation changed significantly yeah so all of a sudden um from you know i'm, I'm doing this to you know to to show me kids to, yeah to now I'm pretty good. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I felt pretty good about myself. Of course. Just ask me how amazing I am. Yeah, because yeah, I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so when did you notice that things were maybe unraveling a bit? I um I ended up crashing out in the semis. Um, and you know, a, little, a bit of negative feedback. It's a reality show. Yeah, they, they got to you know, they, they, yeah, and. Um, you know, I try to maintain my composure yeah. in front of, you know, live TV as you do. And, yeah. um, and so I did, but deep down that kind of cut. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, then that's all right, back to work. And then all of a sudden there are rumblings of job losses. Right. And so all of a sudden I had, you know, just exhausted from the, 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 the running for, um, state and, um, AG Australia's got talent and, and yeah. now, um, combine that with the, the thought that I might be losing the job. Yeah. And when you've been in a job for 20 odd years, yeah. Yeah. you begin to be um, institutionalized to think that you can do nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so all of those thoughts, all of that, all of these balls are being juggled and slowly starting to drop. Yeah. Um, significant. So loss of a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Loss of the, your view of yourself that had been hurled at you for months yeah yeah loss of that and then a potential loss of job and then we go there like if I lose my job I'm never going to get another job I can't support my family I'm going to let everybody down I'm terrible yeah and then it and so it goes on yeah no no, you know that downward spiral taking me there and if it wasn't for my boss who who was an incredible incredible guy he kept taking me out for coffees going what's going on mate what did he see oh he could see there were changes in me you know, I, I I'm the I'm the guy that cracks everyone up. I, you know, I, I say that humbly. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm the yeah. joker, so I try and I try and lighten the. If I, I I'm I'm not good with confrontation, so I try and turn ev- everything into you know a bit of joy, a bit of. Um, uh, and so he could see that that was that was missing. He could see that you know some of the things that usually I was on top of, I was no longer on top of. Yeah. Um, he could see me turning up late when I'd be you know all of lots of little things yeah. you know that he noticed things that I would say, things that I would do, and things that um, you know he just got. A sense that there was something going on, yeah. so he began taking me out for coffees and and seeing where I was at, and um, uh, and then you know I don't know how many times he took me out, but finally I said, no, I'm struggling, mate. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And um, that's when he goes, well, come on, let's go back to my office. We'll make a call. Um, he didn't know what to do. Either. No, okay. he was just concerned. What and, a lovely and so guy. He, he said, let's call the GP. 
And so I, could, I remember calling the GP in his office and, um, and then from there um, my wife uh, ended up taking me to um, the, the psych unit of our local hospital and, yeah. and that's where I got diagnosed with bipolar. Right. Okay. How long, how, how did you find the assessment and, and was it difficult? Exhausting, yeah. I've got to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it, it, was, it was the case of triage, mm. doctor, mm. triage, psych team, yeah. triage, psych unit. How many times do you think you told your story? Oh, a million? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It felt you get like sick it. of telling your story. You, hey? you do, and you're emotionally spent after telling it once, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, well, you just yeah. relive it. Yeah. Every time yeah. you tell it, you just relive yeah. it. And, that, and that's what we do with mates. We say, look, if you're going to be a mate, be the one that shares the story. Yeah. Be the person that takes the burden off, yeah. off your mate when they're struggling to tell them the, the story to their, their person that's going to keep them safe. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what it's that, – that's my great learnings out of my role is yeah. just like, oh, I wish that was around. Absolutely, yeah, yeah um, it's vital. Did you feel relieved when you when you received the diagnosis? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, all my life I battled, I battled yeah, with this sort of stuff, yeah. and you you get to believe in that it's just you, and it's and I'm forty in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah what's you know what's wrong with me? Yeah, and I, I love my mum and dad. Why am I putting them through this sort yeah. of stuff? I love my family. Why am I putting them through this stuff? And then to get a diagnosis, it was, I, look, hear me, I'm not do, uh, defined by my diagnosis. No, of course not. It, it makes up a part of who yeah. I am, yeah. but it doesn't control me and it doesn't. And so these are the things that I've learned along the way. And and that, that initial diagnosis was, oh, Okay, that explains yeah. that. Yeah. That explains why I did those those sort of things. Yeah. It doesn't justify them, but it explains it and it kind of takes the pressure off that I'm, I'm not this kooky sort of... I'm not a horrible person. Yeah, I'm not an unreliable person. I'm yeah. not a bad person. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, um, yeah, we wrestled with some stuff to keep me well, meds and, yeah. and, and um, counselling and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it, it was a relief, yeah. Do you regret doing Australia's Got Talent? No, not at all. No, um, look, my, everyone, my boss, my, my wife, they go, "Oh no, Justin, I, I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of things." <laughs> I bet you have brilliant ideas. <laughs> um, and they go, "Oh no, no, no," um, and uh, and so I, yeah, sure as eggs, it might, you know, my my life might have been a totally different um, place. I, than where it is today. Yeah. But if I hadn't gone through what I'd gone through, then I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today, having a talk with you, talking with, with people every day that are struggling through their, st- their stuff, their circumstance, their, you know, their life. I, uh, you know, sometimes um, in life you get given some, you know, you get given some chocolate. It's just how you tend to use it. And so I, I've been given, you know, that gift. Um, there's so many things I would, um, you know, Oh gee, I wish I'd have done it like that, or I wish I've done it like that. But I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today if yeah. if I hadn't made all those choices. Yeah, for sure. You know, all those years ago. Yeah, and I guess we all do that anyway, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what a lovely boss, actually. Let's talk about that if we can, because um, it, here at the Career Development Centre and Mentally Well Workplaces, our, our focus is always around um, supporting employees in workplaces and how do we support employees and what do employees need. There are so many, I mean, that even that, having a, a, a supportive boss that although he may not have known what was going on, you know, it was kindness and compassion that led him to the, the point of being quite 
persistent with you let's go for coffee let's go for coffee until you felt comfortable enough to talk to about what was going on and then let's ring the GP there must be lots of incidents though that you're aware of in particularly in the construction industry where people have not been met with that kind of compassion yeah oh look and and you do hear it about time and time again um there's so many pressures from top to the bottom, like, uh, you know, the bottom being the CEO and the top being the... Uh, <laughs> and the know. workers. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I'll throw that one out there. <laughs> um, but there's so many pressures on every single person and the yeah. flow-on effect is incredible and time is a, is a big one. You know, my when I think of the time my boss invested in me by taking me out and asking those questions... Um, it's significant to the impact that it has on my friends, my family, my community, yeah. you know, that, um, that ripple effect of uh, my actions. And the productivity, you know, sometimes we, we meet a little bit of resistance with some kind of employers in terms of, look, we just don't want to go there. We don't want, we don't, people are going to use the stress leave card. And, you know, if somebody's got a mental health problem, they probably shouldn't be in the workplace. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what I think about that. Um, But I know it all comes from fear and misunderstanding. Um, And yet the importance of early intervention when people become unwell so that we can, the protective factors that you talked about, um, and we can engage with people to support them so that they don't get to critical point, um, so that they do start to to be able to be productive at work is, is vital. Yeah, absolutely. We we'd sooner fence the, the top of the cliff off <laughs> if yeah. it makes it yeah, yeah. than park anything down the bottom. And that's every time we go and we do some training. Every time we talk to people, it's like, okay, let's let's get to it before it becomes like the Sara Lee, you know, sponge cake layer upon layer. Yeah, Let, let's get to it. You know, when you when you're struggling with finances, when you're struggling with relationships, that's right. Let's deal with that before it becomes yeah. about mental illness or suicide. Absolutely. And so. Um, and 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 that's that's our heart. It's it's about you know looking out for your mates when yeah. you know, when when it's the small stuff. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And because often what happens is it doesn't matter what industry it is. Often what happens is um, managers start to notice an employee is taking more sick days, is missing tasks. Um, their demeanour is different. They might there might be conflict between that employee and another person, or completely withdrawing. Um, and then there's the performance reviews happen. Like really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, come on. You know, we are people at the end of the day. You know, yeah. we've got we've got relationships, we've got families, we've got life events, we've got positive stresses, we've got negative stresses. You know, we can't pretend that that doesn't exist and just think that people are just going to continue on being productive at work yeah look 100 percent. and you know we've all got people that care about us yeah. that, that love us and want us to come home safe and sound not only physically but mentally and emotionally as well yeah. and so you know that that bar none you know unless yeah. you're flying around the room and you're perfect yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone has their stuff and and uh, you know what we talk about is reaching every layer of a construction organization every yeah. layer of a, of a workplace um, is about being real, being transparent. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so a little bit of understanding goes a long, long way. Doesn't it just? Um, so you're, do you still work for that guy now? Is, is that still your same boss? No, I don't, but I, we still catch up. Do you? Yeah, I, I haven't worked for him um, for about five five years now. Do you think uh, he knows how significant his actions were in your look, recovery? I've, I've, um, I've told him, I've thanked him. Yeah. I, I've... Um, 
uh, Are You OK did a campaign called Thanks for Asking. Right. And and so I said, look, I'd really love to honour my boss and thank him for asking. So they did a little bit of a um, – put a little clip together um, of, of me thanking my boss for taking the time to Brilliant. notice – and ask me, and I, I think that's that's important. You know, we talk about asking, "Are you okay?" But um, it's equally as important as you know. Thanks for asking, yeah. and I'm I'm glad you did because I'm still here to, you know, be here with my family. Yeah. If he hadn't, it would have got significantly worse. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And um, and it, it did the following year. It did right, the following okay. year. So. Uh, that that was um, uh, twenty thirteen, where I uh, attempted to take my life. So. And was there a trigger for that? Was there a life event again? Because you had losses that we yeah, noticed yeah. from two thousand and twelve. What yeah. was going on? So this this was the job loss. Now this was oh the job loss came. Yeah, yeah. right. So, okay. Yeah, so it was it was hard yakka. It was um it was real tough. Um, that whole perception about um. Uh, I, I refer to it um, like you're sitting in the movie theatre. You know, if you sit in the front row, I don't know if you ever sat in the front row. Makes you, your neck ache. Yeah, you, you, you're forever, you know, looking at the screen, you know, because you can't see the full picture like you can in the back yeah. of the, the movie theatre. So I was like sitting in the front row of the movies. I wasn't seeing the full picture yeah. and the blinkers were on and um, and I couldn't see that, you know, my, my family – Wanted me, not just a paycheck. They, they wanted, they wanted dad. They wanted the husband. Yeah. And um, and so yeah, I, I uh, my my cause of action um, led me to um, yeah, really drastic um, circumstance, I suppose. Um, you don't have to answer this question. This is just because I'm, yeah. I just interested in people. Did you question your faith? Oh yeah, hundred percent. You did. Yeah, yeah. I I look back. And um, can see that um, through that whole period, I'd actually um, to you know footy plants. I took my eye off the ball. Yeah, I, I lost. I became so self-absorbed uh, with me. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I mean that. I can you know be very honest with you there that I forgot about my faith. Yeah, I, I thought I was so amazing. That yeah, I'm doing all this. You yeah. know. Look how good I am. You, you wouldn't know. need it. I'm yeah. running for politics. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm on Australia Got Talent. I'm yeah. this, that and the other. And so uh, it all came crashing down um, when I hadn't – yeah, I forgot I forgot what um, what got me to that place yeah. in the first place. Yeah. yeah, that's not an unusual thing, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, because we, yeah, we do forget. Because you're absorbed in the amazingness of everything else that's going on. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So 2013, significant attempt on your life. Um, back in hospital again? Yeah, back ha- in that same ward, yeah. Yeah. And what happened? Um, that's that's when all my mates started um, coming to visit me. It was quite a uh, – yeah, I, I get got to the point where, oh, you know, things were so bad. But um, now, now they're exponentially worse. Yeah. Because now I, I was flat out functioning. I, I couldn't even get out of bed to make myself a cup of coffee, let alone manage people. Yeah. Let alone. Let alone find a job. And, find a job yeah. and be you yeah. know, all present yeah. and everything like that. And so uh, it was just ruminating, ruminating um, until I realised the impact that um, these conversations I was having with the people that came to support me. Mm. Um, the friends and family, my my current scaffolding, you know? yeah, and um, and it was through those conversations um, that, that set me on a 
a path of of um, yeah self self worth and self belief again. Right, building it, yourself back up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I think I had three years without full time employment. Right, that's it a was, long time. Actually, it, employment's yeah. so important for for us as people. Yeah, but what was incredible was. Um, we survived. Yeah. Do you know, you like go. we get so uh, so fearful of the unknown mm. that when you're in the middle of that sort of, in the middle of that yeah. blackness, you still manage to survive. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, interesting things like, you know, having um, boxes of groceries and, you know, yeah. all these random things that would happen in our life. I'd, you know, I, I got all these, you know, extra roles and movies and things like that. It's like, oh. Well, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I. <laughs> so there was a there was an opportunity in yeah. there too, but yeah, I guess it kind of reinforces the fact that you know when we let ourselves go there to that, what if this happens? What if that happens? Yeah. We we forget to remind ourselves that I'll cope. Yeah, it yeah. might not be ideal, but I'll cope. Hundred percent, and um, you know, and and I was so fortunate that I got to hang out with my kids yeah, um, so right. much more than I was. Before all of that had happened, yeah. So I was, I was, you know, daddy daycare. I was, you know, Fabulous. taking them to school. I was there for concerts. Yeah. I was there for, um, you know, their camps and things like that. And so yeah. it was just like a, like a gift. Yeah, for sure. Um, as horrible as that sounds. No, it doesn't. I get that. I do. Yeah, and I, and I made the most. It took a lot of um, recovery, mm. um, a lot of counselling, mm. a lot of. Um, mm. Yeah, falling down and getting back up again. Yeah. yeah. When so three years part time work or or sporadic work. Sporadic, yeah. 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 Um, are you working full time now? I am. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So where where was that shift? There was it. Was it something that kind of was gradual? I mean, maybe you needed that time for your recovery. Maybe that was just yeah. significant, just to you and your circumstance and and your illness for your recovery. Look, and I think I look at those five years and um, I worked as a peer support worker in mental health. Right. Um, and um, I learned so much from that. Yeah. I learned so much um, acceptance and tolerance yeah. for people, who people are. Yeah. And I actually, uh, it was probably one of the most remarkable couple of years. And that was all part-time and casual. And so yeah. working with people with mental illness, working with people with um, uh, hoarding in hoarding and right. squalor yeah. and, um, and understanding that we're, we're all human beings Absolutely. and we all have our challenges. And um, and my, my, my judgment, um, you know, lever is is being you know dis, disengaged yeah yeah because you soon learn not to you know there be, it could be any of us and uh, yeah and we all have a story we all feel the same things it's so rewarding isn't 100, it 100 percent. Yeah. and so going through all of that and then even when i started with mates i said i don't know if i could ever work full time yeah but yeah. i'm gonna give it a crack uh, and, yeah, and 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 I have been, and um, and even through my journey with mates, it's been it's been tough. Um, but I, I, as as each day goes by, I'm I'm um, sort of moulding my craft to keep myself well. Good. Continue to do what I do. Yeah. Um, with as much passion, but understanding, um, putting putting lots of strategies in place so that I understand. Um, my wellness is the most important part of my life and if I can keep that on track then I'm going to help all these other people along the way. You've got to fill your own cup up. Yeah. Um, so how do you keep yourself well? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
filling your cup up is a great great expression mm-hmm. and and that's something that's um important for me it's balance yeah um so i i find um my my fam friends and family number one i need to need to have those around me my, my wife's like the conductor of my orchestra yeah. you know she can see if I'm, I'm going down this road she'll call in the karaoke people or if i'm going down here it's the golf people or the you know right. it's, yeah. it's the footy people so she 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 knows where i'm at she knows um what strings to pull so to speak so so i've got got that um that strength around my friends and family and and then um connection for me um, I, I, I'm a Kiwi. I love connection to bush, and I love yeah. connection um, to you know the earth, and so that that whole connection. Um, you know, it's great to. I'm I'm not athletic, but I enjoy a good walk, and yeah. I even enjoy a run every now and yeah. then. So having that component, you know, connection that physical, um, that physical part of me connecting with nature, yeah. whether that's moving as well, though yeah, moving your body. Yeah, absolutely. Whether it's on a beach or in a bush or yeah. or somewhere like that. So so that um, the connection to to um, to land and, and exercise. Um, my faith as well is an important part yeah. and, and I realise that, that um, when my faith is, when I'm on, on task with that and I'm, I'm reading and I'm, I'm doing things like that, actually it does support me and it, yeah, does, yeah. it does fill my cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got the, the things that I love doing like music and, and acting and things like that. That's, that's a big part of, you know, um, at the end of a tough day, um, nothing better than you know pulling the guitar out and singing a you know, Tom Jones song really bad. Oh, you know, did you, is your guitar in your car? No. Oh, you'll have to oh. come back. Oh, okay. Because I, <laughs> I said to Pat before you came in, oh, I hope he brings his guitar. Pat said you should have told me I could have asked him. Oh, because so, I saw you doing a, your little "Are You Okay" yeah, song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, was you at your daughter's school recently? Yeah, doing that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, we. we we get it out. We teach everyone how to sing. Hey, are you okay? And um, yeah, so, so music plays a big part as well in, yeah. in keeping you well. Yeah, it, it's it's that combination of you know things that bring you joy, the yeah. connection to your family, your faith. Uh, you know, it's um, it, it, it's a balance of that. Even my medication, yeah. and, and and now I have a, a session with my counsellor once a month. Good, it's all maintenance. Isn't yeah, it? absolutely, mm. and. And again, you know, currently working on um, taking your thoughts to court. You're right. Which is a really cool concept. Right. Can I, I love share it that. with Go you? For it. Where, is that from acceptance commitment therapy? Oh, it could be. Like? It could be. Share it. That's really interesting. Yeah. So, look, um, when I'm doing it tough or when I'm in that, um, you know, really black space, uh, my thoughts will crack in. Oh, you're no good. If yeah. You're a terrible father. You're a terrible husband. You know, it'll, it'll, all, all those sort of things. But when I'm in a well space, I can actually refute that with. Mm-hmm. No, actually, I, I've been there for my kids and my kids are growing up okay in fact they, they they win awards for character and integrity and that's what it's about i'm a good husband you know um so all of all of these things i've, I've actually written down all of those arguments um from i call it the antagonist lawyer right um all of the things that says you know all of those things that i'm not and yeah then when i'm on my good space i'll actually write all the things that refute yeah. um refute those statements so my evidence yeah um, to refute the statements and so that when i am in that bad place Oh, you're a terrible father. I can pull the document out. So, well, actually, no yeah, evidence, evidence shows. Evidence shows cognitive behaviour therapy. Bang, bang. Brilliant. Yeah, so. I, I've never heard the expression "take your thoughts
thoughts to court. I love that. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I challenge you on that, sir. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> you are not. Excuse me, Your Honour. Yeah. I'd like to step in here with. Uh, yeah. He's been quite a good dad, actually. You know. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, what so. a great strategy. Yeah. So, so I've got, so I've got all these little things. I love, I, I love diagrams. So, little um, pockets the of visual diagrams. things yeah. you can see. Yeah. 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 yeah so. Um. So we can't deny that there's work that has to go into to maintaining our mental health and staying well. So it's yeah. particularly when um, we have a diagnosis of, of quite a significant illness such as bipolar disorder, but we have to do the work. I mean, yeah. there's just no two ways about it. Yep, 100%. And, and and the reward for doing the work, you only have to look at all the, you know, the gold medalists around the world to see the reward for effort. Yeah. And yeah. And, and the same for your own well-being. Yeah. My reward is I get to see my kids growing up. I actually can be really present as a as a father. I get to hang out with my wife who's, you know, been amazing for 25 years this yeah. year. Yeah, So right. it, it's, um, you, you know, and, and I, I get to make um, – you know, better decisions and um, and live a really full yeah. life, and um, and that's yeah, yeah. We're, we're all called to be. Um, oh, there's a, there's a great quote. Um, you know, being well is is not about um, choosing to be like someone. It's about um, choosing to be the uni- unique person that you were created to be. Yeah, love and, that. Um, I haven't quoted that correctly. It's close enough. It's close enough. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And we're um, all a work in progress constantly anyway. Yeah. And and the more um, time goes by, the more I learn on um, how to keep myself well. Yeah. Great advice. Um, Why is it, Justin, do you think that men, and, and we'll focus obviously on the construction industry, but why don't men say, life's really shit for me at the moment, it's been yeah. shit for me for some time. You know, what is it that you think holds people back? Yeah, look, I, well, I've been trained since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. This is how we deal with stuff, son. And mm-hmm. my dad was trained and mm-hmm. his dad before him. Um, we, we've been trained that we deal with um, tough stuff in, in a certain manner. And then all of a sudden we come in and we say, oh, no, we need to start talking about this. So we're very hard culture to change. So that's why we, when we come in, we don't actually say it's not about changing changing the, the person that's doing it tough. It's actually about changing our attitudes towards our mates. Yeah. So rather than being help-seeking, um, we're, we're all about help offering. Yeah, okay. So help offering says, Mate, I'll, I'll lend you my shovel if you need one. I'll, I'll lend you my ute if you move in house. That's what help offering does. Yeah. So if you can see your mate struggling with, you know, um, with, with, with their own health, with, with you know, yeah. that's when you step, step up. Step up. I, I've noticed. And, I'm, and I'm, I, I care about you so much, I'm going to take 10 seconds of courage to say I've noticed and uh, I think we need to do something about it and get yeah. you to help. So, so maybe switching around the approach to we know that men aren't good at, at saying the wheels are falling off a bit for me, I'm, I'm struggling. So let's take the emphasis off of trying to encourage men to do something that goes completely against the grain and actually start encouraging people around them to, to step up and, and share the things that they see, here and notice. It's a simple simple thing of strengths. We've mm. all got strengths and a, and, um, a bloke's strength is to um, offer help to their mate. And yeah. that's and that's the um, and that's acceptable in yeah. you know for for men that's acceptable yeah hundred yeah, okay. yeah, percent that's a yeah. good yeah we, we, we get um, we get you know five to ten calls every day on our one three hundred number because mates are right. making that call with their mate yeah you know, we, we've had one three hundred numbers since the war but they don't get used because yeah. we're not help seekers yeah so what we encourage people to do is you see your mate struggling be like my boss yeah. how about we make this call together. Yeah, you're more likely to actually get an uptake of someone to say, "Yeah, okay, fair enough, mate. Yep, let's let's make the call together. Yeah, let's do it together. Um, 
If there's anyone listening that is struggling with thoughts of suicide or even have a plan in place, from someone who's been there, who's been in that, that, that place, what would you say? What could, what could we possibly say to, to help that person? Yeah, look, um, it, you know, everything in me is saying reach out, reach out. Um, everything in me is also saying please people around that person notice and have a conversation that could change that person's life. We've got some amazing services out there. But Mates and Constructions, one, you've got Suicide Callback, you've got Lifeline, you've got Beyond Blue, all of these amazing services that can provide, a lot of them are free, um, free, you know, counselling to get you past that pointy edge um, and, and um, to actually get you to some help uh, before it is too late. So, yeah, please, please put your hand up and um, please know that it does get better. It's never truly hopeless. It might no. feel hopeless, but it's never truly hopeless. 100%. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So what's your plans moving forward? You know, have you got, because I know you have brilliant ideas, awesome ideas. Um, let's, let's just um, focus maybe on the performing side of your life. What have you got any thoughts about where you want to take that moving forward? Oh, look, I've got so many ideas around um, creating stage shows to start conversations. I'm, I'm all about com- the, the, what, can, what can we do with what we've got in our hands. Yeah. Uh, can I tell you a story? Of course there's you a, can. There's, there's um, a, an old story about a little girl and her granddad walking along the beach, hundreds of thousands of these starfish washed up on the beach. Have you heard this one? No, no. Okay, and um, the little girl picks one up and throws it back in the ocean um, and then she picks another one up and throws it back in the ocean. The granddad says, what are you, in it? What are you doing, darling? You're not going to save them all. Uh, and um, you're not going to make a difference in all of their lives. She said, well, I can make a difference in one, and, and I, I made one in that one. And, and, and that's what I see where I'm going forward is um, I might not be a world changer, but you know what I, I can do with what I've got in my hand right now yeah. and have one conversation. And you know what? We've got 7 billion people on the planet, 7.7 according to Wikipedia, 7.7 uh, <laughs> 7 billion people on the planet. If we all had one conversation with someone that, that we noticed was struggling or doing it tough, then and if we all do that, then we can have that cumulative effect. Yeah, and absolutely. so my, my conversation's about, you know, I can reach the people I can reach, you can reach the people yeah. you can reach. But if we all do what we can do with, what, with, what, with the tools that we've got in our hand, then we might just be able to save that one starfish, yeah. that second starfish, yeah. that third starfish. And so that's that's where my heart's at. And for me, I've got songs. I'm halfway through writing. I've got a, a, um, a musical <laughs> that right. I've got in my heart because it's um, there's so many different ways you can get that message out there. Yeah. And um, and yeah, I, sometimes I've got a lot of, you know, if there's, a, there's a story, there's a book in there somewhere as well. So right. all of those sort of yeah. things. That, um, um, I just want to get that message out there to encourage other people. Um, the ancient Indians say if you want to know a person's story, walk a mile in their moccasins. We've all got stories like you were saying and we, we've all got the ability to share those stories, to empathise with others yeah. that have been in those tough places or are currently in those tough places. And so, yeah, I just said a whole heap of stuff right then. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, it's answered my question. That's yeah, what yeah. I was asking. So you've got, you know, lots yeah. of plans in the pipeline, which is just that's what makes you you. It's lovely. Um, and for mates in construction, so also um, 
Are you an ambassador for Are You Okay? Yeah, so I'm a community ambassador. Yeah. So um, when, when you know, Are You Okay campaigns come and go, um, like we had RAL Are You Okay Day in April, um, we got... I'm all over the shop, all over the place. So, yeah, do, do a lot of talking. So I'll, I'll take time off work to be able to go and, yeah. and share the story and stuff like that. So, yeah, pretty passionate about it. Um, and that's, that's yeah, I think that's um, that's what we all can do. Well, you're captivating when you speak about it. So I can see why people invite you to come and, uh, you know, and, and, and do the that. talks. Yeah, really captivating. Mates in construction, Um is there anything that people can do to support mates in construction if they're really keen to? Yeah, look, um, I'm growing hair for a year. I don't oh, know yeah, I'm... I was gonna, I was yes, gonna leave yeah. that to my last question. <laughs> so that, so the the beautiful beard and full head of hair yes, is yeah. is is leading you where? It, it's um, I'm, so I'm raising awareness around suicide prevention and mental health, but um, raising funds for mates as well. So um, right, yeah. So it's. Um, Look, if I if I finish at mates tomorrow, I'm still going to be passionate about what yeah. they do and what you know what the conversations about. Um, I'm. It's not a job to me. It's um. Yeah, it's it's my a calling. Purpose. It is. Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, okay, so, so if so people if want to, yeah, people, go. People want to jump on board, and um, they can donate through the, the the website. There's there's a new thing that they've got that I'm uh, <laughs> I'm also a member called Friends of Mates. So right. you can actually become a friend of mates and. Um, I gets ten dollars a month, and um, and that's just it just comes out of tax deductible out of your um, your account every month, and um, it's just another way that you can help mates, uh, mates in energy, mates in construction, or mates in mining continue right. to do the work that they do. Because what what we try and do is we try and f- provide that free service um, to the construction industry. Yeah, good. Um, so um, do mates gets government funding though, does it as well? It does. Yeah, good. So there's, good. There's, there's and do we need to be lobbying any MPs to make sure that carries on? Look. I, <laughs> I, I think what where we're trying to go is we're trying to not need need that because right, okay. you're certainly at the mercy of of government changes. Yeah, and right. And so, um, so it's all about becoming self um, uh, self funding, funding, yeah, so to speak. So, okay, so look at the Mates in Construction website. Have a look at how to donate. Have yep. a look at how to to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and there's, there's heaps of areas that you can become a volunteer, or if they're not on your site, you know, give us a call and um, and we'll come out and yeah. um, we'll, we'll have a yarn and do Good. some training. So. And um, do, and you do public speaking outside of mates, outside of Are You OK? So if anyone wants to, to, to book you to come along and talk to their organisation or at an event, how do they do that? Look, um, I, yeah, I'm, it's, it's just what I, I'm passionate about. So I, I, don't, I don't have websites. I don't have anything like that. I'm just who I am. Yeah. That's the beauty of me. Um, so I, I think, um, you know, by all means, if anyone wants me to, um, they, they can send you guys an email yeah, or, definitely. or whatever. Find me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I, I tend to troll the social media, you know. Right. Okay. <laughs> but, awesome. Um, I, I'm happy to help where I can. Um, and, um, all within my own boundaries as well, you know, just keeping yeah. myself well with yeah, that good. stuff. Uh, it's good. Excellent. Well, Justin, it's really been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Was there anything that you were hoping we would talk about that we haven't covered? Oh, look, you know, I'm glad you didn't mention the state of origin. So that's, that's all. <laughs> I wasn't going to go <laughs> no, there. That's all right. <laughs> Keep it no, safe. Look, I really appreciate what you do. I, I think it's so important that we have these conversations in workplaces and make it okay not to be okay, just not okay to do nothing about it. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, that, uh, Everyone's human. Um, a diagnosis doesn't define um, where you should stand in a workplace. So let's um, right let's be too. kind to each other.
Very well said. Justin, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. If you enjoyed this podcast and you would like us to appear in your feed, please hit the subscribe button and you're also welcome to leave us a review. For more information, visit careerdevelopmentcentre.com.au.